40% of Americans or of the population is affected in some way with attention deficit. Because of distractions, we live in a world of distractions. There have been times I've called moms, and these are normal family distractions, but I'll call a mom of young children and talk to them about something about the church, and I realize that it's very difficult to have a phone conference with a house that has young children in the house to talk with an adult. Maybe that true conversation understandable conversation might statistically last for about four minutes. So whatever I'm going to say, I need to get it out and wait for an answer before the interruption occurs because of the distraction. How many here know about distractions in life? It's hard to remain focused, isn't it? Life for many consists of rabbit trails rather than highways. They're always on the move, but not really getting anywhere. You ever feel like you're like that? Always going and busy, but seem like nothing seems to get accomplished. The distractions of life dictate their decisions and control their schedules. We make a lot of plans, but get very little done. The phone rings. We need something at the store. We want to check out our email. We get called on social media following a story looking up something, blogging, reading other people's blogs, checking the weather, looking to see if the Buckeyes are going to win this and closer to the championship this year, or just catching up on the news. The kids need to be dropped off, and then they need to be picked up, and something needs to be cleaned or repaired. A stack of books are sitting over there in the corner and begging to be read. Even making lists of things that need to be done is a distraction. The problem is that it all seems important, or at least necessary. Our lives are filled with the urgent, and we have no time for the eternal. We have tended to a million little things and left undone the big things. We have filled the day with things that do not ultimately matter and left undone the things that really do matter in our life. We have done what seemed necessary and neglected what was essential. Days turn into months and months into years, and our lives have become trivialized by distractions. Psalm 16 and 11 says in the New International Version, the scripture says, If you make known to me the path of life, you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Make known to me the path of life, the cry of every believer in God, every follower of the Lord. And then in Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15, in the King James Version, it says, Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. In the same verse of Scripture found in the Passion Translation of Scripture says that this away. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. 
Will you catch them and remove them from me? We will do it together. The Lord says you need to get take care of those foxes, those little foxes that spoil the vine. And in this verse of Scripture, there's a challenge that will you go do it? Will you just go and get rid of those things that just aren't needful? Get rid of those, those thieves that get into and ruin the vineyard of relationship that I have with you? Because you, if you remember, last week I talked about the following verse, but it's not going to be on the screen. Is It just simply says that I am my beloved and my beloved is mine. Because in that relationship with God, God wants us to keep it strong. Keep it strong without anything getting in the way. No distractions going on. God did not create you to live in a distracted life. God created you to live in a Jesus-infused life. That he wants Jesus to be in every area of your life. That's why he came down to earth so God could be involved with what's going on in your life. If you think that God only meets you at the church house, when you eventually make it to the church house and then you have a conversation with him, you're sadly mistaken. This is not the desire of God. The, the desire of God is a relationship. Your beloved wants to have a 24-7 relationship with you every day of the week, every hour of the day, in the evening and in morning. Your beloved, your God wants to have relationship with you, commune with you, talk with you, walk with you, live with you, have fun with you, have do things together. The Lord wants to be included. And I I don't know about you but I've discovered in my life and in my living that if I have included him in every area and aspect of my life then the blessings and the favor is applied to every aspect of my life because where God is uh, comes his favor where the Lord is comes direction and he wants to lead us along the way don't let the noise of the world keep you from hearing the voice of the Lord. There's a lot of noise going on out there. A lot of racket and a lot of distractions and things going on. And, and listen, not all of it is evil. It's just life itself and things around us are, are, are just distracting around us. But the... The fact is nothing. God says he, don't want, he doesn't want the noise around you to distract you from hearing his voice. I, just, I, I thought this was really good to think about too since we're talking about Jesus and we're talking about focus in our series, our vision this year is on focus and we want to deal with distraction but we know that Jesus is the one that we need in our life that Jesus made it simple in this complex world of distractions. He gave us his instructions in a thick book called the Bible and then even better than that he just said to us follow me and so he makes it you know sometimes I don't know enough of that thick book that I should know at times so Jesus said Ron just follow me just follow me do what Jesus will do go where Jesus will go live like Jesus will live talk like Jesus will talk and, and be like Jesus is and how he is and he will empower you we need to live an infused life 
in Jesus. Because the Lord loves us. He didn't leave us. He didn't save us. Say, okay, now you're on your own. I realize being a parent of adult children now that are parents also, that I realize that I didn't raise them. They left the house and then like, okay, you're on your own. You know the truth. Some of you who are grandparents, some of you who are adults uh, that have children who are adults, somehow or another, you're still involved. And I'm not talking about the negatives. You just, you know, you wouldn't have it any other way. And those who, who are on the path of that, of empty nest or kids moving out, growing up and get old, well, you know, I want you to know you're still going to be involved. It ain't over, okay? And if you think it's over, that ain't any type of love that I want. The love I want is going to be for a lifetime and forever. And my children know my love is going to be no matter they get gray-headed and I'm white-headed, I'm still going to be dad to them and I'll love them. Don't you know your God is the same way? He didn't save you just so he could let you go and do whatever you want. He saved you so you would include him in your life and allow Jesus the Savior to guide you, to lead you, to teach you, to help you. Oh my goodness, the help of the Lord is priceless. The help of the Lord is beyond whatever I could pay for. The help of the Lord who can cover every area every circumstance every detail of my life there is Jesus who is Lord who can do everything that's needed in my life yeah it was Jesus that got me through the tough times of childhood it was Jesus that moved in and healed dysfunction of a dysfunctional family it was Jesus who came in and touched a body that should be deaf but I can hear today because of his healing power it was Jesus that had led me in a way in a path and allowed me to ignore all the distractions you know you know this is your testimony too where that the Lord has helped you to ignore the distractions the distractions around you in your life. There were voices, there were setups that the enemy tried to set you up with and to destroy you in your life. Somebody here should raise your hand and say, the devil tried to set me up times in my life. I should be out of this place. I shouldn't be here today. But because of Jesus, I am here today. I should have been, uh, some of you raise your hand and say, I should be in a cemetery right now. I should be in the flames of hell right now. But it was Jesus that moved on on the scene and sought me out and redeemed me. Glory to God. I tried not to get, I really wanted to get really kind of teachy, but I'm trying. Hallelujah, I'm trying. We're just going to have to, you know, I love, one thing I learned about love is that we endure, love endures all things bears all things okay and 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 you all for 20 years have bore me and bared up with me and endured with me and I just want to thank you for it because I'm not the most sensational I'm not the greatest I'm somewhat good looking but there is you know I'm not as good looking as some 
are and, and talented and gifted where many people are, but you have realized that this thing called relationship is the fact that we're going to pull out the foxes that keep on wanting to get in and ruin a relationship. We're arms and arm locked together to walk together until we see Jesus together and we stand together because of him and him alone. A Jesus-infused life. Yeah, I like that. Jesus-infused life. I want to suggest a few things to you. If you're dealing with distraction, and we all do, some of us more than others, and some of us have given in to some of it. But this year, since we're focused... We're getting focused. Distraction is behind us. Clear vision is in front of us. Hallelujah. Let me suggest a few things. First of all, to deal with distractions, you've got to, you need to move from pragmatism to passion. Now, pragmatism is doing something because it gets the results and it works or at least for the short run it works it's more practical to get your needed rest than it is to get up a little earlier and make time for God it's more practical to make the expected compromises at work than to take a stand for what is right it's easier to go along with what everyone else is doing and thinking that, thinking than to be different, to be different with a biblical mindset. It's more practical to just get along. It seems more practical to meet all the demands of a hectic schedule than to eliminate some things in your life. Pragmatism is doing what works to get you through life with the least resistance. That's pragmatism. Our faith in God has nothing to do with being practical. We believe when we don't see. We give when we seemingly don't have. We consider others before ourselves. We use mustard seed faith to move a mountain of adversity. We swim against the current instead of floating downstream. A faith ruled by pragmatism will never see a miracle. Pragmatism has little goals and ends up with a little life. Passion, from pragmatism to passion is being, passion is being committed to a cause that is bigger than yourself and end up in a larger life. Passion is fire in the belly. It means something is driving you that has captured your will and has set you on fire. It means that you're not being pushed around and driven by the world. You will settle for nothing less than God's best in your life. 
it's very difficult to overcome distractions if there's no fire in your belly and you have not been captured by what is called, one writer says, is an impulsive power of new affection. We need an impulsive power of a new affection. We need an impulsive power of a new affection. Some of us need to get reaffectionate, reconnected with our Lord and our God. That we move from pragmatism to passion where there's a fire shut up in our bones, where there's a fire in our belly of passion that causes us to do the extreme and to swim against the current and to believe in the impossible, but to believe that God is the God of the impossible. You'll never get there with being pragmatic, but you'll get there with passion. You'll get there because you'll believe in a God you've never seen. You'll believe that you're going to a land that you've never seen. You'll believe in a word that was written through thousands of years by a few men and a few authors. You'll believe that is the living word of God because you believe with a passion and you're running with a passion. Every runner in a marathon, every runner in a sprint, if they don't have passion, they're not going to win the race. Every person who plays a sport, if they don't believe that they're going to win that game at the very beginning, then they will give up before they even get started. But when there is a passion, I've seen situations where teams have beat other teams and they shouldn't have won. But they won because the other team had more of a passion within them to win that game. God says, I'll give you a passion and my spirit will begin to burn inside of you. That fire that's called my spirit will begin to burn up the dross and the stuff that is clogging you up and slowing you down and, and that you will step out of the life of being practical but step into a life of a believer and know that God can do all things. I declare to you, you are stuck and you know it. You know that you're stuck. You know that you're not moving. You know nothing is happening. You know that you're just going through the daily grind. You know that life is telling you whether to go, where to go, and what to do. And you're not hearing my voice. But I declare unto you, I have passion that wants to burn inside of you. And one day it did burn, but somehow or another, things and people and situations and circumstances has caused that passion to begin to run out. And now you're just even, even Stephen on the, on the bubble, just going as you go, as you can, barely inching by. But I declare to you that I want to put a passion back in you. I want to put a fire back in your belly so that you begin to believe that you know that I am your God. 
that those things that should have never brought you down that have now brought you down will never bring you down again because of the passion that I have and will place within you by my spirit and by your understanding knowing that I love you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We just praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Lord, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's talking. You just own up to it right now with him. Right now. Say, Lord, Lord. Oh, Lord, let the, let the passion burn once again in me. Let, my, let there be fire in my belly. Let me, let me just be so pushed, pushed to practical stuff and just believe in, in you that it's all dealt and, and dwells in faith, oh, Lord. We just, we just glorify you. We praise you, oh, God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we don't want to be stuck. We don't want to be stuck. We want to move forward, move forward in you, Lord. We want to have focus, have focus on you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, church. You just lift your hands and glorify God for a moment. Just open up to him and praise and glorify him. Worship him because I know you love him. I know you love him. I know you love him. But oh, the Lord wants to rekindle. He wants to rekindle fire in your belly once again and passion within you. A passion that uh, not what was before, but something new and, and grander and glorious passion right now for today and for the future. Lord, we just believe right now in Jesus' name, the fire. Fire just burn. Fire just burn. Fire just burn in my belly. Oh, Lord, let passion rise up in me. Passion rise up in me. I, you know what? I just, I'd like to go on, but I can't go on here. We're just going to have to linger on this for a moment. For the Holy Spirit has put a, uh, he sort of put a, uh, a pause right now on this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord is speaking to you. The Holy Spirit speaking to you right now. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask something really kind of out of the ordinary right now. But if you sense in your spirit, in your heart, you say, you know what? I want passion. I need passion to burn in me and in my belly. And I want to be passionate for God. I just want you not only just to worship him right there where you're at, but I would you be so bold that you would say for yourself, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to burn and be passionate. And you'll stand up right where you're at right now as you stand before the Lord. Say, Lord, I want to be more passionate. I want to just lift your hands toward him. Say, Lord. I want to be I want to be more passionate for you just go ahead and stand right where you're at and say God I want to be more passionate for you more in love with you I want to serve you Lord with all of my heart with all my heart every saint of God that that loves him just say oh Lord I want I want more passion to burn in me that only you can give oh God hallelujah God hallelujah God hallelujah God there are some who are afraid stand up they're afraid God God's going to ask them to do something. Let me tell you, your passion is going to override whatever the request of God is because the passion is just going to burn. And it won't matter whatever God says. You just say, God, uh, I want more passion to burn in me. Whatever, Lord, I love you more than anything, God. Right now, Lord, let the passion burn in all of us this morning, Lord. Oh, let the passion burn. 
burn oh God oh Lord oh God we declare that oh God that I'm my beloved and my beloved is mine hallelujah 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 glory to his name glory to his name thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you God thank you Lord thank you God hallelujah hallelujah Oh my, don't you just sense God's presence right now? Don't you just sense you reach out to him, you're going to find that he's going to, he's responding, he's responding. He actually reached out before you did. The Holy Spirit's already reached out and moved before you ever even set your eyes in, a, in the right direction. And the Lord wants to fill you with fire, with, with power, with passion in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The world needs a church that is passionate. The world needs a passionate saints of God that love the Lord with a great love, uh, that, that sees the needs of others and love others, uh, and loving the unwanted, that the unwanted no longer are the unwanted, but that Jesus Christ, uh, we see through his eyes, we feel through his heart, uh, and there's a fire of passion burning in us hallelujah oh god remove the distractions that seem to come our way lord whether we let the noise and the philosophies and the politics and the ideas of the world begin to take over us whether we no longer see people through the eyes of you but lord we want to see everyone through your loving eyes we want to see the prostitutes lord and the homosexuals and and those who are broken and those who are in need and those who are depressed and those who have have anxiety in Jesus name oh Lord let passion burn let the fire burn in our belly we want an infusion of you Lord in our life oh God hallelujah Jesus come on let's just praise the Lord for a moment you can do it at your seat just praise him glorify him let's worship him offer yourself as an offering Oh, just offer yourself as an offering right now to him. Oh, Lord, I surrender. I surrender myself to you, oh God. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. Something's turning. What was stuck is now becoming unstuck. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Selamando. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those who may be watching right now, right now you just reach out right now by way of the internet or, or by social media or by video in Jesus' name. Just reach out to him right now. God sees your need and say, Lord, let the fire burn in my belly once again. A passion for you, Master. A passion for you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. My goodness. My goodness, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's good when Jesus is on center stage. It's good when Jesus is in our focus, hallelujah. 
It's good, hallelujah. Some of you are bogged down with stuff. And some of you may be, I, I believe there's folks bogged down by guilt in this house that you know you failed this week. And, I, and you even think, well, you know, God's not, he's tired of hearing from me. He's not tired of hearing from you. He loves you and he cares for you. He'll forgive you, hallelujah. He loves you and cares for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Lord speak to me saying there's some folks in the house that feel like I've just lost all direction. I just don't, what's the meaning? What's the use? What's going? And God says, just get your eyes on me. Look at me. I'll not refuse you. I'll be with you. Just allow me to be infused into your life. And everything is going on. Get rid of the stuff that just shouldn't be in your life. Just give it up. Give it over. Turn it over. And let the Lord begin to work in your life. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, folks, I really don't know what to do here. I could preach. I got notes upon notes upon notes. And notes. I always have notes. But the fact is, is we just want to wait on God. This is, this is his moment. This is Jesus is wanting to minister. And what little, what I've said that the Lord is speaking to us. He wants us to concentrate on his passion. It's passion in him. Passion in him. Hallelujah. Halle oh, my. Uh, hallelujah. The Lord's looking at you and say, yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of you. This is great. This is great. I'm your answer. I always will be your answer. I'll be your helper. I'll be your strength. I'll, be, I'll give you fire. I want you to know me more. I know you beyond you even know how much I know about. I know everything about you. But he says, but there's so much about me that you don't know yet that you could grow and experience and know that I'll be a part of every part of your personal, intimate life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Set the model. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, let this be contagious. Lord, let this attitude, let this, this message be contagious in our heart. The passion burning in our bellies. Let it, let it be contagious. Let our relationship with you be contagious. That the Christians will desire to have what we have. And the unbeliever will desire to have what we have because we have you, Lord. We have a passion for you, O oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know what we're going to do? I want to let you have a time to talk to your Lord. I want, you, I want the worship team to come up. I want to give you time to talk to your Lord. And, 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 and then allow you to hear what he has to say to you. If anything that we've learned at the beginning of this year on focus is that we've been going through the book by Bob Sorge of Reset, of praying, I pray to God that you've been using that as a guide, a devotion of prayer every day to create a continuous prayer life to the Lord. It's been a blessing. It's been great. 
If you don't have the book, let me know. We'll work out something. So you can get your hands on the book and you can use it as a guide every day in your prayer life. It will show you 20 different ways of praying and show you how that you can develop a continuous prayer life. And you know what? We're going to pray this morning. I decided that what I, who I am and my sermon is... It's important, and the word of God is important, but God will say, go, 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 stop. And when he says stop, I will stop. Because it's not about me or about me impressing anyone. It's about a word that God's wanting to speak to us as a people. So worship team, if you could uh, lead us in a song. I know I put them on a spot. But just kind of music and worship a little bit. But I want you to begin to pray right now. This is what you can do. You up front, you're in trouble. I mean, you can pray anywhere you want in the sanctuary. If you want to kneel down, come up, do that. But at your seat, you could even take the back of the chair in front of you and lean forward. If, they, if everybody leans forward, then everybody's got a spot right there to talk to the Lord. But the thing is, if God's speaking to you, you need to get up and find around up front here to pray. Go do that. Don't hesitate. Don't stop. But those at your seat, I want us to make our place a place of prayer. This is not a moment of hearing a song. It's not even the moment to really sing a song. It's a moment we need to just pray and begin to talk to God and talk to Him. Ask Him about yourself. Ask Him about your life. Ask him about, begin to pour out your heart about your desires and dreams in your life. That you want him to take over, take charge. Listen to him as he begins to talk to you and begins to speak to you personally about yourself, about your life, about his aspirations for you and his plans for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Let's just pray right now. Let's just pray right now. Hallelujah. Light me on fire, I wanna burn, I wanna burn for you, I wanna burn for you. Light me on fire, just begin to pray and talk to him, seek his face. This time of prayer, the front is open to those that like to come. If you'd like to pray to your seat, do so, but by all means, Pray, begin to talk to the Lord about you, about your relationship with Him. I want to burn for you. I want to burn for you. Light me on fire. Because I want to burn. I want to burn for you. I want to burn for you. Light me on fire, cause I wanna burn for you.
Christ be a pleasing sacrifice. The offering that I choose is my life. Emptied of the old and filled with you. This be a pleasing sacrifice. The offering that I choose is my life. Emptied of the old and filled with new. Oh Jesus, I want to burn for you. For you. seems awkward we as Christians sometimes we've made prayer even awkward it ought to be just something to flow out of us to pray to God and talk to him God wants you to not be distracted he doesn't want you to feel awkward about talking to him he wants you to talk to him he wants you to commune with him because he loves you and he cares for you I want us to pray for a couple of people I want is there any of the... Mary, you're a part of the hospitality team. Will you come here for a moment? I just felt led. You know, Anita Kazi is in the hospital. She is... They just can't seem to figure out what's going on. She come up for... She went for pneumonia. And now she can't walk. And she, she just... Circulation problems so bad. And uh, she's not communicating well she just the doctors don't know what's going on exactly though she did have pneumonia she needs healing I, I just want some folks that will maybe some of the hospitality team want to come up or some of the prayer team want to come up and pray but I think she's even on the prayer team just come on up I I want to anoint and pray for Anita God to heal her. I tell you what why don't we could you get a prayer cloth those of you wondering what a prayer cloth is, it's, it's not necessarily a church tradition. But in the Bible, this is something maybe I'm familiar with, in the Bible, the Apostle Paul could not be in certain places. And so he, uh, they took, tore off pieces of his apron or his clothing and sent it to people, gave it to people, and people were healed. We're going to anoint this prayer cloth as a point of contact for Anita, that God will touch and heal her body. And heal her completely in Jesus' name. Come on in here, everybody. I, I'd like to I'd like to ask the congregation to pray for healing. That you be a part of this and join in with us and pray for Anita Causey for healing in her body. How many here have been sick and the Lord has touched you? 
How many here have had other people pray for you and so glad that you had them? I know she'll appreciate us praying for her and believing God. Let's just pray. You guys, come on in. Let's just anoint. We're going to pray. Church, come on. Just want you stretch your hand forward, and we're just going to believe together. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift up Anita in prayer, God. You touch and heal her body, Lord. We're not there with her right now, Lord, but we know that you are. And, Lord, that when this cloth touches her body, be a point of contact, she'll know that, that the body is praying for her and believing in healing for her body. We believe it, Lord. You're going to raise her up. You're going to touch her body. She's going to walk. She's going to be better than what she was before, ever before, Lord, because of your healing touch. In the name of Jesus Christ, we believe right now, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rick, 